Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Not About Wrestling. I'm Crystal Minotti. I'm Stephanie Bowen. Stephanie, you look like shit. What's wrong? (laughs) I'm sorry, what? That is not something you say to a woman at any point. I've been preparing to say it for a week. (laughs) For a week. No matter how you looked, I was going to say, you look like shit. What's wrong? (laughs) Why? It's a fun way to start a show. It's not. It's not. It's okay, the opposite. But, but you're not feeling great. I'm not feeling great. Um, a combo of things. So, obviously, not obviously, no one's listened to the actual interview part of this yet. But if you listen past this 10, 15 minute intro, however long we do, you will discover that I am notably absent from the podcast this week, which is normal. Go back. What? four episodes and I was not in interviews. Um, But now I am permanently. So it's weird not to be on it. But I, on Thursday, like a couple hours before the podcast, I came down with a stomach bug, either something I ate or just some like 24 hour thing, but it was not pretty. And then I tried to take a nap and like 30 minutes before I texted you, sir, to let you know that I was not going to be able to make it on the podcast because I could not keep anything down and I couldn't talk without wanting to throw up. So that was part one. <laughs> so Stephanie's deathly ill, vomiting, <laughs> and can't get up off the couch. And I'm like, it's April Fool's. She's fucking with me. <laughs> She's going to show up. She'll be on the podcast. Oh, that's yeah. how insensitive that I am. Yeah, I know. So now, now I got to go back and read your messages and see... <laughs> how your responses were, whether you were like trying to be nice about it. No, I was being nice. I didn't think of the April Fool's thing until like three minutes before I sat down. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that wasn't. Because that wasn't I was like, it. April Fool's, she might be messing with me. But then I found out you hate April Fool's, but I found that out just right now. Yeah, I don't like April Fool's at all. I I stay off of the internet on April Fool's. Mm-hmm. I don't get online. I don't care to see all the stuff people are trying to make people believe. There was one April Fool's thing that I saw that bothered the hell out of me. Yeah, what was that? Uh, and did, did you see Michael Strahan fix the gap in his teeth? Oh, was that an April Fool's thing? Yeah, which he released yeah. on like March 29th or 30th. That's <laughs> not how April Fool's jokes work. Like you have to do it on April Fool's and then tell everybody you're kidding around. You can't do it two days before. Yeah. That's not I mean, it was probably an ad for something for some cosmetic, but it's just like, that's not how April Fool's jokes work. You can't set them up for two days and then do the April Fool's on April Fool's. That's not how that works. No, 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 not at all. So that was that part. And then on, thankfully I felt better on Friday because I was super nervous because I was getting my first uh, dose of the vaccine on Friday. So I was scared. I was like, oh God, don't tell. I know like, I think nausea is like a symptom of COVID, but like everything that I was dealing with, like there was no way it was COVID. I was like, but you have to cancel your appointment if you have any symptoms at all. And thankfully I woke up on Friday and felt fine. And then I could carry on. But then of course, getting the shot, I felt not so great afterwards. It wasn't terrible, but it was like, I just was tired and I just needed to sleep like all day. Did you trace back everything you ate? I did. I didn't eat that much that day. Sometimes your body just goes, you know what? I'm just going to some get some shit out of here today. 
<laughs> yeah, just didn't didn't agree with it. I think also I was dealing with a lot of stress last week, and I I think that also has had a big impact on it. Just like finally hit my body, and my body was like rejecting it. So yeah, yeah. who knows? But anyway, thanks for telling me I look like shit today. Two three days later, I'm just trying I, to keep, I'm trying to keep you grounded. <laughs> I'm always grounded. Um, that's what I'm here for. Oh, thanks, Dad. Well, I don't want you to get too big for your, as my son calls them, bridges. <laughs> too big for his bridges. I usually, Does he even know what britches are? Have you corrected yeah, him and have you shown him why that's the saying? Yeah, and I explained what they were, but he, I think he likes saying them because it sounds like bitches. But he doesn't even say that. No, he says, right, he says bridges. But it's so, not bitches. You think so if he said, yeah, if he said britches, he'd be yeah. even closer. He likes saying now he likes asking to go to dicks for no reason. <laughs> like, Can we go to dicks? And I'm like, why? What do you want to get there? Nothing. And then he laughs. And then my daughter will go. He just wanted to say dicks. <laughs> oh, dicks. They also Boy. laugh because thank God he wasn't a main character in the book, in the book. But I started reading them a new book. And for the first chapter, there was a guy named Dick. And every time I say it, they'd be like, <laughs> oh, geez. He's how old? 11? No? Was it just uh, 11? 19. <laughs> 19. He's 11. You look great for your age. We're having a 19 year old. Yeah, well, I had them, I started knocking people up at 18. So, <laughs> no, he's, he's 11. That yeah. kind of segues way to our uh, guest this week, who yeah. is, people are going to be like, why the hell? Uh, what what does this have to do with wrestling? Uh, her name is Tara Clark, and she runs a website and Instagram account called Modern Mom Probs, and it's for parents. Uh, and it's like you know parenting memes and jokes and stuff. She's super funny. But the first thing we talked about was she has six hundred sixty thousand followers. Yeah, she's got a lot. Like twenty of my friends follow her. And so I said to her, so for an account that big, that is huge. Like that's, that's, you're making money. She, that's her career. I was like, so you probably plan ahead. And she's like, no, I just wake up every morning and figure out what I'm going to do. How much did that make you angry? Uh, I won't say. <laughs> not angry, not angry, but. Not angry, but I was like. Knowing what you have stressing. to put into yours. Yes. And I'm stressing and I have like a, a third of a third of a third of her followers. You have 48,000. Like, you can flex it. And I'm like, oh my God, I got, I don't have anything for today. I don't have a reel. I don't have this. And she's like, eh, just wake up and say funny things and put them on there. She's like, sometimes I post old stuff. Sometimes I don't sometimes. And I'm like, what, what the, so, but the reason she's on the show is because when she found out that I have this wrestling podcast, she was like, I love wrestling. I've been watching for 30 years. And I was like, okay, sh sure. Like when people <laughs> say they like wrestling, it's like when people are like, oh, I love Bruce Springsteen. And then they're like, I have his greatest hits. People talk the greatest hits and you're just like, uh, okay. But she really does genuinely like wrestling and she's been watching for like 30 years. So she has done numerous times. She's been a fan uh, for Thunderdome. And I feel, oh. like, I feel like she even said a pay-per-view. I don't remember. Oh, that's awesome. I signed up for one and I never did it. I never got to. She gave like a couple tips on how you get, she's like, they send the email. I think it was like Wednesdays. She's like, it's like Wednesdays at 12. You literally have to be sitting by your email and hitting refresh 
And like, once they send the link, like you have to go sign up immediately. Oh, weird. But, I but, got in just fine. I don't think I was even there when I got the email. It just popped up later. Or I went and looked it up. I don't remember. She told an interesting story about being uh, on that. And she said that, and so she's got a young kid and he's also into wrestling, but his fandom kind of is like waning recently. Like he's more into like, well, he'll watch for a little bit and he'll like do wrestling moves, but he won't watch the show. Like before he used to sit there and watch SmackDown for like the two hours. But she told a story and I don't know if she knows if she realizes the two kind of correlate and I kind of put it together in my head later on. So she does the Thunderdome and she's done it with her son and she's like, they're very strict about what you can do, what you can wear. It's like, you got to like react, you have to boo and yay, but you only boo and yay the people that they want. Mm -hmm. And her son is a Roman Reigns fan and they were instructed to boo Roman Reigns and her son didn't want to. Because he likes Roman Reigns. He's like, why am I going to boo? And I thought to myself, how many young fans did the WWE kind of like put off by doing that? By telling people who they have to root for and who they have to like and what shirts they have to wear. It's kind of yeah. like, like if so, if I was a, his age, I, I don't know how old he, I think he was like seven or eight. If I was like seven or eight and someone was like, no, you have to like, you know, Roddy Piper, or you have to like, I'm trying to think of someone that I did wouldn't like at the time. Like you have to like Tito Santana, you have to cheer for him and wear his shirt. I'd be like, screw you. I don't want to do this. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine at that age when you don't really know any different. Yeah. Obviously when you're older, you're like, oh yeah, they're going to try and push us in one way or the other. But yeah, yeah I can imagine that's difficult as a kid to understand. And now he's like, not paying attention as much. Probably because he's like, they're telling me who to like. I don't want to like the people. Maybe because you know how kids can't understand that what's on TV isn't real life. So he probably thinks that like, even when no one's watching, he's got to boo Roman Reigns. Right. He's <laughs> like, like no, might, that's for life. I can't. I can't. Yeah, they might, like they might be watching me. I might have to boo him. Yeah. You know? I'll know that I booed him that one time. Yes. So, I mean, maybe that's what turned him off. I wonder how many fans. I wonder if WWE even cares. No. So we talked yeah. about the romance and wrestling angles. Do you? Yeah. Uh, I'm do so you bummed that I missed this conversation. I sent her a message today um, just because I was I was able to listen back to a little bit of it through editing. Um, but it just was such a great conversation. I'm so bummed I missed it. It's okay. Do you uh, do you like a little romance in your wrestling? No. <laughs> you care either way. No. Do you want no, them to stop? I watch I watch all my other reality shows for romance and dumb stuff. There's like maybe a few that end up working, but the majority of them are just terrible. Well, I was going to ask you on the show, but you weren't on the show. So I'm going to ask you now. I know, you have a better I memory. a tummy ache. <laughs> yeah, you have a better memory for this. It's only been a couple of years, but do you remember any AEW romance angles? What do you mean do I remember any AEW romance angles? I, I don't. Have they tried any? I don't remember any. Do you remember any? They just, they did the whole wedding with Kip and Penelope. But that's not really, but the it, the focus isn't on their romance. The focus is on. That was on. Friends screwing up the wedding. Okay. So I'm mm -hmm. talking about like, the uh, when I say a romance angle, I mean like the storyline revolves around the romance. Got it. Um, no. I, refresh my memory. Not yet. The first thing I thought of, and I and I feel like it was dropped pretty quick, 
Wasn't there something with like QT Marshall and like Dustin and girls and they were like trying to warn QT about a girl? Am I making that up? About Allie? I don't remember. It was like a year or so ago. I think there was an Allie thing. It, it, wow. I feel like it was like just when COVID started and they couldn't have fans. And so it was like all the wrestlers were in the crowd. And I feel like there was an angle that had something to do. Like, I don't know. I'm just. But that's the thing. It was, it was so small that like you just don't even remember. Yeah, and I feel like it got dropped and something else happened. But I feel like there was something in there about a girl. Like QT was after a girl and they were like warning him. I don't remember. It was something. I don't know. So I think the. And I thought about it as I was listening to your conversation because you guys talk about Charlotte and Andrade and why they didn't do anything with them. And the reason being, because you guys kind of played, like, couldn't understand why they didn't do that. Charlotte's a much bigger star than he was. There's no way they were going to have him, they were going to have her do a romance angle with him as, like, a mid-card guy. He was pretty big when the whole lockdown first started. I mean, he was the U.S. champion, and he was with Zelina. Like, and they were on every show. So he was pretty high up on the card at that point. I mean, yeah, he's not Charlotte. But they do this thing where if a couple is a couple in real life, they kind of ignore it until it's too big to ignore, and then they bring it to a storyline, and then they totally screw it up. Like, they don't know what to do when people are real life couples. Yeah. Because they feel like they have to address it. Yeah. To go back though. So I brought, I bring up the point about Charlotte being a bigger star at that point, regardless of what was going on, his attachment to Zelina, they're definitely not going to pull Charlotte into that at all. Hmm. But her being a bigger star, I think that's why AEW doesn't do that stuff because they respect their female wrestlers and aren't going to, just push them into a romance storyline to get them over anything. They're going to focus on the wrestling as opposed to them just being a pawn in some romance storyline. At least my opinion. I agree with that. But what I'm saying is WWE, WWE always does these romance storylines. So you'd think they would naturally go with the people. So Zelina was with Andrade uh, and she actually is married to Alistair Black. So why wouldn't you just put those two together? Well, at that point, it's not like they were going to switch that up. Were no, they but, even... I mean, from the jump, from the start. Uh, because because they don't look right together. It's all about appearances with WWE. Okay, so they don't look right on the wrestling show. I'm telling they're you. they're married. <laughs> right. I'm not saying that's anything, but for Alistair's character to have a female with him is not going to work. Why? There's a There's been a lot of, why does Bray Wyatt? By the way, that's one thing we talked about that we did not talk about on the podcast. We got off and we were done recording. We were like, oh, my God, we didn't talk about Alexa Bliss and Bray Wyatt. Yeah. That's a romance angle. And Alexa had one with Braun before. Here's another thing I want to talk about, Alexa. It's got to do with romance that I thought was really weird. And it came out this week on social media. Um, So she used to date Murphy. Yeah. And she mentioned in a tweet that he made a joke about uh, her working out. And it was something like, are you really working out or are you just at the gym to take a photo to make it look like you're working out? And she was like joking, like 50% of the time I'm working out and 50% of the time I'm just here taking a picture to make it look like I'm working out. 
But I found it funny. And I might be just like, I don't know, maybe I'm shell shocked from bad relationships, but she's engaged to uh, is it Ryan, Ryan, Cabrera? Ryan Cabrera. Right. Yes. Do you want it known that your ex still texts you things like that? I mean, it's it's public knowledge that they're friends. It's just a weird thing to put out there. Like my ex calls me out on my gym pics. It, the, the headlines were uh, exes and coworkers. It's a little I mean, different. That's I, what makes yeah. it worse. I don't know. I, I don't know. Just one of those things. I just looked at it from the outside in and I'm like, I don't know if I would be putting out there that my ex-boyfriend is always commenting on my gym pics. I don't know. It's just weird. Says the guy who just posted a screenshot of a text you sent your ex <laughs> this week. But that was a funny one saying that the kids were upset. How was that? How was the Alexa thing not funny? That's not funny. That's that's like my my ex-boyfriend looks at my gym pics and wants to know if I'm actually working out. Whereas mine was, it was her saying her response was funny. It's probably why she posted it. No, well, maybe, but my text was uh my kids were upset because they realized when they were 40 their mom might be dead and they got sad and they wanted to call her. <laughs> that's funny. It is funny, but I'm just Making a point. Also, can I just tell you that when we called her, the first words out of her mouth were, I will be 69. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's really not that much older than Evan. When Evan's oh, 40, she'll be 69. And we're, I'm like, it. that's old. That's, that's, that's old. old to them. They don't know what's going to happen. Oh, to them, that's ancient. Yeah. That's ancient. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, it, you, you have to get like all new britches for that. <laughs> Yes. I don't want to make this my kids say funny shit show. No. My daughter also, they went to the aquarium this week. And my daughter told me about a disabled uh, turtle who couldn't move his slippers. His slippers. Yeah. And I was like, flippers? She's like, right, flippers. And in my head, I was like, you kids have to fucking go back to school. You're getting <laughs> dumber by the minute. <laughs> Your like, slippers? She's close. Yeah. 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 Sort of there. Total slippers. <laughs> it's poor little slippers. Oh man. But yeah, uh, no. To to go back, yeah, the the fiend Alexa storyline is weird. I don't know where they're gonna go with it. I don't know. I just I'm gonna get super supernatural. Or he's just or he's, Bray's just gonna pop up one day and be totally back to normal and we're gonna make it like when Kane was totally deformed and then all of a sudden Kane was fine. Not a voice uh, box. Didn't have a what doesn't have a voice box anymore. Just, he's fine. Oh yeah, he had seven surgeries. He's good. Totally good. I was just listening. Uh, my friend was on another podcast recently and talking about that whole storyline and like where they could possibly go with it. And I think it was on that. They talked about like just kind of needing Bo to like just come and save everyone. Pray somehow. Why is everyone so why is everyone clamoring for Bo Dallas to come back? Like not clamoring, but that's the way to get him to break him of this fiend character that's just kind of overdone at this bring point. Bring in Bo Dallas? You don't need that. You can do a That's his real life brother. Why would you not? As like family, and most people don't know that. Most people are dumb, but I feel like they should be like keen to it now. But that's a way to break that. Have him like come back and be like, I want my brother back. Why don't you bring back Eric Rowan? I don't know. Why do, you, why do you have to bring back Bo Dallas, who was never in the Wyatt family? Because it's his actual brother. 
you know, real you know, life brother. Do you know how many people the uh, do you know how the WWE audience knows that? That's what I just said. Did you not? Were you not listening to me? No, I mean like no one knows that. That's what I'm saying. Not many people know, but they need. But it would be a great storyline moving forward. Why don't they bring out IRS? I'm your dad, IRS, and I want you out of this <laughs> trance. Yeah, bring back IRS and, and Barry Windham and bring all his whole family and he'll get it out of the fiend. He'll make it. They just need, this needs to end. I liked it at first and then it just, it's it's in a weird spot right now. You know, like a burnt up marshmallow man? No, what? I couldn't watch. I did not watch that. I closed my eyes, changed the channel. I hope he likes, I hope he lights Alexa on fire. That's messed up. Why? That'd be fun. <laughs> and they're both like burned. And they're like, they look like the oddities. That would be fun. I should write this stuff. Yeah, go be a writer. <laughs> I am a writer, not for WWE. Uh, yeah. So uh, Tara and I had a great conversation. We could have used the third. Maybe next time. Stop eating your gas station sushi. Well, you can make it. <laughs> sushi. Gross. Um, no, it was a special episode that I wish I could have been a part of. So, not really a formal guest episode, but no, next time. Special episode with a guest. Yes. Uh, here's me talking to uh, Tara Clark. If I can't do something in one shot, like one take, I don't want to do it. <laughs> I'm the same way when it comes to that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I have to, like, so I was like, okay. I need to like write these things down and read them and just read them off and record them and then put them in the front. I'm like, no one's listening for me anyway. They're listening for the people that I'm interviewing. Yeah, totally. And so I, well, just, I shouldn't say totally. Don't, don't think I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> look, I'm, I'm not, look, but I, so I feel like some people do listen now because of Steph and I's banter. Yeah. But beginning, they weren't listening for me. I knew that. So uh, she would listen so much. I, I said to her, I hate doing the intros. Do you want to come on and just do the intros before some of these? And then it ended up going so well. I'm like, do you want to do the interviews with me? And at first she couldn't really do it because I used to do it during the day when these guys had availability, but now sure. I can do them all at night when she can do them. So we kind of uh, got together in that way. And she doesn't live that far from me. She lives in Maryland. So uh, she lives at the- Maryland's far? <laughs> Actually, that see, that's what I thought. And I drove up to her. So we had to do, we did a podcast together last weekend. She's oh. only an hour and 45 from me. Oh, that's not bad. Right. It's like, I guess she's like on the tippy tip of Maryland compared to okay. me. Because okay. you and I, actually, time out. Let's back up. Everybody, <laughs> I'm talking to Tara Clark. <laughs> I want to do a proper Hi. intro. This is, this is Tara Clark. Uh, she runs the Instagram account Modern Mom Problems. And uh, that's also the website name, correct? Modern Mom Probs. Yeah, Modern Mom Probs. Okay, that's so I wanted to make sure because sometimes I intro people and it's like, well, uh, but it's Probs with a double B and an With a, a Z because yeah, I'm from Jersey. No, I'm just kidding. And a um, silent O and an umulet. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Modern Mom Probs. You're, you're good. Okay. And uh, I love your account, not just because I love the content, but because you have 330,000 followers. I have 618,000 followers. Wait, 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 what? Wait, okay, so I can't, I guess my number system isn't good. You have six, what, how, okay, walk me through how that happens. Um, that's a good question. <laughs> okay. I've been doing it for five years now. Okay. Um, I actually started as NYC Mom Probs in 2017. 
And then we moved out of the city, moved to New Jersey. I should say moved back to New Jersey. And um, then I changed the name to Modern Mom Probs. And then the account just took off from there. And so, yeah, really, I, I go by 2017 is when I changed the name. So four years now. So do you think the NY kind of hindered you because people not from NY didn't care, thought they wouldn't care? Totally. That, that's what it was. Like, it totally hindered me. My jokes were all um, New York based. It was like living in the city and like having a stroller on the subway and like expensive preschools and all of that kind of stuff. And like those jokes just didn't translate. Right. But like once you live in the suburbs, hey, guess what? Everyone else, for the most part, lives in the suburbs. And all of those problems are modern mom problems. And then the account just took off from there. And um, was it your intent? Like, did you sit down and say, I want to do this? Or did you just start doing it and it ballooned up? Um, I said to my, when I first started, when we were still living in the city and it was NYC mom props, I had the idea. I told my friends and they were like, what are you, what are you talking about? And I was like, well, you know, I'm going to start an account and I'm going to like make some jokes and make some memes. And like, maybe if I'm lucky, I'll hit like 25,000. And like, then I could run ads. That was like my like dream of like hitting 25,000 and like maybe running some ads for some random stuff. And I hit there and that was, that was my dream. So I, I was good at that. I was happy with that. So I recently had on, I host another podcast. Uh, it's a running podcast. And I had on, um, she does a million things. She's a fitness instructor. You might know her on Instagram. She's a nourish, move, love. Mm-hmm. Her, her name is Lindsay Baumgren. Mm-hmm. And so in 2015, right around the time you started this, she actually quit her full-time uh, sales job to make uh, workout DVDs. And I said to her in the interview, now, if I right now today were to quit my job and say, I'm going to start this Instagram account and I'm going to do these memes and stuff like that, people would go, okay. But in 2015, when you said you're going to quit your job and start this meme account, and she started, she started with just DVDs and then eventually moved on to social. But so in 2015, your friends were probably well, well within their means to go, what the hell are you thinking? Absolutely. No, no one even understood remotely what I was even talking about. Like they weren't even on Instagram, let alone knowing like that I would start an account where my goal was to like run ads for stuff, you know? Mm. And so, yeah, it was kind of um, surprising. And like I said, it took off it that first year didn't take off because my account was like regional sort of, but then once it wasn't regional anymore, then it kind of just went from there. What was the one moment when you were like, Ooh, this is, uh, this is getting big. I'm still not at that point. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> over half a million subscribers. Um, yeah, no, I, I think it really clinched it for me when I got the book deal because I'm, I, I'm not really a writer by trade. Um, so the book deal, I'm very lucky with that is like I was featured in a local magazine. An editor reached out to me and was like, hey, like, have you ever considered writing a book? And I was like, well, no, not really. And he's like, I think this would be a great book idea. So Long story short, he hooked me up with his literary agent. I wrote a book proposal. She shopped it around right in the height of the pandemic last March. I luckily got a book deal, wrote the book during the summer of 2020 when my son was home and I'm like throwing him food snacks and like, like, you know, fruit snacks and like watching TV and stuff like that while I'm writing this parenting book about being a good parent. Right. And, um, and then that was it. And so like right now I'm doing like all the stuff, the promotional stuff for the book. And so like right now, I guess, is kind of like a big deal for it because today was my last day of recording my Audible audiobook. So like that was kind of cool because like I was in the studio and the city and stuff. And so, um, yeah, I guess that the, the book really sort of clinched it for me. It's funny you say that because 
uh, you and I do almost the same thing for a profession and you can talk to people about what you do and their eyes kind of glaze over and they don't understand. But as soon as you say, and I've written a book, they're like, oh, a book. Like, so for people who, for uh, this country that doesn't quote unquote read books anymore, like books are still the thing where if you say you have a book, they're like, oh, a book, can I get it anywhere? Yeah, all the places no one goes anymore for books. Exactly. Someone actually did DM me today, a follower DM me today and was like, where's your good book going to be like available? Is it like just on, like on online? Like on, is it an ebook? And I was like, no, it's like, should be in stores. Like it's going to be a kin. It's a Kindle. It's going to be an audiobook. Like I will lose my, am I allowed to curse? Probably not. Right. Of course. I will lose my shit. If I see it in target and Walmart, like if I'm walking in the aisles of target and I see it, I will literally lose my mind. Uh, do you want me to tell you what I do? And you can do it too. Uh, my books are still, well, the earlier ones, they're kind of all gone. You can rare, you can kind of find them in a couple of Barnes and Nobles. But the last book I did, the dad book, mm-hmm. I go to my local Barnes and Noble mm-hmm. and I find it and I put it in the front and I leave it out front. And my friend, a friend of mine uh, is the manager of the Barnes and Noble and he kind of leaves it there. <laughs> so my I book's been out for like that. five years. But I yeah. just, and I like the front of the, but like the front of the parenting section. So right, right. In there. Also, there was a time when I'd kind of hang out in that section. And when I saw people kind of looking for books, I'd be like, I heard this one's pretty good. <laughs> we got to do, you got to move units, Tara. You gotta I know, units. I know. And it's hard. So, you know, it's funny what you said, Chris, about like, you know, like, oh, writing a book is a big deal. It is. But you know what's harder? Selling a book. It's one thing to write a book. It's a whole other thing to sell the book. It is. That's a second part-time job. Yeah, it is. And so that's like what I'm fully involved in right now up until, you know, Mother's Day, really. Yeah. So you're in the thick of things, but you still find time to watch wrestling. And that's what, when you reached out, you were like, oh my God, we have so much in common. We both run parenting Instagram accounts. We're both from New Jersey and we both like wrestling. And I was like, you like wrestling? So it is probably one of the things that people would absolutely never guess about me. I love it. I've watched it since I was a little kid. I probably took several years and I said several meaning like 20 years off in between but now we're like totally back into it we introduced my son to it um it was about two years ago now we were watching football because we always watch football on Sundays and there was a commercial for Smackdown was coming back to Fox Mm -hmm. um and so they were like, oh, SmackDown Live, coming back to Fox, whatever. And I said, I looked at my husband and I was like, do you think he's old enough now? And he was like, yeah, I think so. And then so like the very next week, we introduced my son to SmackDown and he loved it. And so we've been, you know, obsessed ever since. Like we've done those like recently they've been doing like um, calls, like Zoom calls with like different superstars. And we talked to The Miz. We talked to Jay Uso. So we're like in it, in it now. Mm-hmm. Um, was your son, is your husband a wrestling fan? Yes. Okay. Did you guys bond over that when you met? Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things. I mean, I don't know if I'd say we bond, but like we definitely have that in common. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And how let's, so let's go way back to the beginning. How did you become a wrestling fan? 
I would say it probably happened somewhere in 1985 or 1986. So I was like really raised in what I think is probably the golden age of wrestling. You know, I wanted to be Miss Elizabeth when I was a little girl. I loved Macho Man. I loved Ultimate Warrior. I got everybody on my shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved it. I, I got the magazine. My, my dad used to take me to like, I think it was 7-Eleven or something. And I would literally get like a Slim Jim and the WWF magazine. So that wasn't really a, back then a cool thing for a girl to be into. Um, I was so little at the time. It, it wasn't like whether it was cool or not, because like I was literally five and six years old. And so I really looked forward to Saturdays and Sundays, like Saturday and Sunday mornings, because that's when wrestling was on. And then sometimes if I was really lucky on like Channel 9 or something, Glow would be on. And I loved Glow. Mm. Like I wanted to be the women on Glow. I wanted to be Lady Godiva. Mm-hmm. And again, this was like seven-year-old Tara saying that. Uh, did you like make up your own outfits or your own belts or anything? Or I probably like put my hair to the side because Lady Godiva always had her hair like to the one side to like sort of like cover her body as she was um, on the uh, her horse riding in. But yeah, I'm sure I, I did. I'm sure I like had all kinds of outfits and like crazy glitter. They always had like all kinds of like glitter in their hair and on their faces and everything like that. But I loved glow. And like the sad thing was like glow wasn't consistently on as often as WWF was at the time. Cause like you knew like that wrestling would like men's wrestling would actually be on every Saturday and Sunday. And that wasn't always the case with glow. Yeah. I do remember that. Uh, Cause I'm sure we kind of got the same cable system and yeah. I would get, I would get Glow on Channel 9. It was a syndicated show, so I would get it on Channel 9. Yep. Maybe around here we had Philly 57, which would come out of Philly. So, yeah, I remember it used to be on. I feel like for me it was on Saturday nights, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. For, for me, I mean, it, I, I wouldn't have been watching it on Saturday nights because yeah. I think my, I'm sure my dad would have put me to bed. My parents are divorced, and so on the weekends I was with my dad. I probably should have prefaced that, too, is that um, that's what I watched when I was at my dad's house on the weekends. Did he watch yeah, I mean, just by the very nature that we were hanging out together. And as soon as that was over, then he'd turn on the Yankee game, and then that was it. Because usually there's, like, a gateway. Like, my uh, my grandfather was the gateway for me to get into wrestling. So there was no, like, adult watching it, and you got into it? I just remember always watching it. You know, I, I don't remember, like, there was a time, like I said, I was, like, five, six years old. I was really young. And so, no, I don't really remember a gateway. I mean, if I could say something, it would probably be my dad because I was with him on the weekends. Well, the one thing you tra- that attracted you, and I've heard many women say this, was Miss Elizabeth. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on, because this episode is about wrestling with romance and why they always do romantic storylines in wrestling for some reason. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows why? Why even bother? Well, so let's start from the beginning of that. I feel like Miss Elizabeth is the beginning. And I feel like Miss Elizabeth was what attracted young girls to wrestling. Like everybody want, every girl wanted to be Miss Elizabeth. And there was a storyline with Randy Macho Man Savage and he was terrible to her. And then she kind of like got Hulk Hogan to help him. And then there was a love track. So that's the first part. So the first part of the romance was uh, Savage was pretty much abusive to her <laughs> in story. Yeah. He was very heel and she was very baby faces. She wasn't the typical manager. Like the managers in that time, they would like trip people and she wouldn't get involved. She would just no. kind of like the, she was the damsel in distress for the heel. Mm-hmm. So what, what was it about her that attracted you? I think all of those things. And, and really, I, I think first and foremost, she was really glamorous. 
She was beautiful. She had glamorous hair. She carried herself well, just the way, like she was just like pure grace. And, and I think that really is what like made me latch on. And also as a girl, you t- especially a girl growing up in the eighties, you tend to look for people who look like you. Right. And so it's like, Miss Elizabeth, like looks like me, like she's a woman out there and I'm a young girl. And so that connected me to her um, immediately. Not that I wasn't connected to, you know, Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant, but I really identified with Miss Elizabeth. So what happened when uh, they got into the whole mega powers breaking up and the romance of like, does Liz care about Hogan or Savage? Were you into all that? Um, I probably cared in as much as I think I was really rooting for her to go with Hulk Hogan because I was like a huge Hulk Hogan fan. So, um, yeah, I was, I want Hulk to win. Okay. So then what, so we we all know that like they kind of make up and, and her and Randy get married. Do you remember the wedding? I do. I mean, vaguely, but yes, I I do. Yeah. And do you remember, uh, I think I remember her dress because again, she was super glamorous. Yes. And do you remember, do you remember, and I vividly remember this, I feel like because they played on all the old packages and stuff, when uh, Randy asked her to uh, marry him and she said, oh yeah, and like the crowd exploded. Like it was amazing what could make a crowd explode. Did you get, did little Tara get so happy? (laughs) (laughs) I probably did. I was probably giddy. It was probably like akin to like my Barbie dolls getting married, you know? And then after that, I feel like, and I'm, I, I could be wrong that every romance storyline was terrible after that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the, totally. I mean, they're the top. They're the peak. Like, they, they'll never be anything coming even close to Miss Elizabeth and Randy. So Not even close. They, why do you think they do it? I think they do it because inherently wrestling is like a soap opera, right? There's so many storylines, there's scandals, there's intrigue, there's all of those things that play into it. And like love stories and love lines are part of that intrigue, right? And part of those storylines. So I I think it's just an extension of the soap opera. Whether or not like people actually care or listen is a totally other thing. Like for instance, like that, you know, the recent one with like Lana and, and Bobby Lashley, that was so dumb. It was so dumb and and like every time it came on I was like why why are you wasting our time with this plot line mm-hmm. why there, yeah. there's no reason I think the original idea behind that storyline made sense like Lana was jealous of Rusev so you're gonna mm-hmm. go with another guy I just don't know if Lashley made sense and I like Lashley I just yeah. I don't know sometimes I feel like when it comes to storylines like that it's like square peg round hole and they're like, well, we need this guy, and this guy is big enough to look at it. And then so, so I don't know if they that like they work that through. I feel like a lot of the times the romance storylines happen because they're trying to attract the female viewer. Yeah. And either to get the female viewer to stop while they're if anyone still does click through and like looks, or they know a guy is watching and his girlfriend or wife might be close. So if they kind of do the romance storyline, it's like, well, maybe she'll get invested too. I think that's what they think. And I think that's probably what corporate thinks. But as a woman, that's not why I get invested in that. If anything, I feel like those stories are, you know, sort of a turnoff, right? Like what I would rather see as a woman is someone that I can identify with and that I can really relate to, right? So if I see a storyline of two strong women, right now we have Sasha and and, um, Bianca, like 
they're two strong women and they're going to like take over the world and, and they're going to like crush it at WrestleMania, right? I think that's more interesting and I'd rather watch strong women fight like really good matches, you know, do really good matches than I would Lana, who is like a damsel in distress. But that's just me. What did you think of the whole Mandy Otis storyline? I thought it was kind of cute because I like Otis. <laughs> yeah, I think Otis saved it. Uh, yeah. Personally, like I think Mandy is a good performer, mm-hmm. but to me, she's just kind of like, okay. Like, yeah. uh, okay. <laughs> I know. I feel like that, not that I'm knocking any anybody, but like I feel like that about a lot of the sort of basic blonde performers. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're sort of like a blend of so many of them that they're, it's almost hard to differentiate, you know, a Dana Brooke from a Mandy Rose, you know, and, and down the line. And so, I mean, maybe they say, okay, let's write her into this, this storyline. And, and with Otis, who he was really hot at the time, you know, and so maybe, maybe that's what it is, but I don't know. But I did like that one. Cause I like Otis. Especially when they start taking the girls who kind of look for the women who kind of look like similar and then make them a tag team. And then you're like, well, now I really can't tell them apart. I know. Now, now Mandy and Dana, you're the same thing. You're yeah. tagging each other, right? It's hard. It's sort of hard to differentiate between them. You're Manda or Dana or Manda. <laughs> or, yeah. they, need a, they need a special name. Yeah. And then they like clump Manda. together. I mean, I will say though, at least women's wrestling has come a long way. Oh yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Absolutely. I mean, so besides Miss Elizabeth, I mean- were there any other female figures back then? Uh, besides, let's not use Glow. Let's use WWE. WCW. Yeah, no, of course. Um, like the, the moolah? Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't even know. Really, there was nobody aside from Miss Elizabeth at that time, like I said, in the golden age of wrestling, to really be like, oh, I love her. Right. I liked Cindy Lauper. Cindy yeah. Lauper hung out with them, right? She was hanging out with Captain Lou. So maybe Cindy Lauper, but, you know, she wasn't uh, a superstar. And, and that was, so the big superstar to come out of that was Wendy Richter. Mm-hmm. So when they had the, I believe it was called the war to settle the score, the, the MTV match where they wrestled mm-hmm. each other and they were the main event. Now women were the main event. And this was like 1984. Mm-hmm. It was a main event on MTV and it did huge numbers. But then, you know, Wendy asked for more money. Vince didn't want to give her more money. And it seemed like women's wrestling kind of got squashed at that point. Mm. But I also feel like it was because there weren't as many women wrestlers that women that wanted to wrestle sure let alone like you know that many women out there in each federation so i feel like that's come a long way but i feel like women wouldn't want to do that then because they were put in these weird storylines where oh all right i'm in love with this guy or i'm you know whatever the 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 macho man thing the, the one thing about the macho man thing and i think we've seen this through the years the worst thing that could happen is a couple starts dating in real life and then it gets moved into the storylines or yeah. a couple is married in real life and it's brought into the storylines. Like that is a recipe for they ain't going to be married no more. That's suicide. That is literally like relationship suicide. Yeah. Just walk away. Stop it. Yeah. I mean, think about how many couple like, so Sable and Mark Merrow, uh, Deborah McMichael and Steve McMichael. Like there's so many uh, DDP and his wife. There's so many. So what do you think? I'm going to, let's go from this, from a female angle and from the male angle. Let's pretend you're a female wrestler. Okay. And WWE comes to you and they're like, Tara, you're doing great. But here's the thing. We want to hook you up romantically with Chris in the Mm storylines. And let's say I'm big and you're big. 
How do you go home and tell your husband? That's, that's the thing. More often than not, that husband is also a superstar. Possibly, but so, not. So are we assuming that he is or he's not? Well, let's assume he's not. Okay. But, that's a harder conversation to have because he's not in the business, right? And so- I mean, he gets weird. the business, but you're kind of like, okay, so you're going to always travel with this guy. Yeah, it's weird. And be in storylines with, I know as a man, mm-hmm. uh, either my marriage is over or I need to ask them to change the storyline. Yeah. <laughs> or my wife becomes best friends with that woman and watches me like a hawk. And then we're all together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it could I think it could go both ways. It could go either way on that one. It yeah, it can. I mean, as a woman, I, I would probably be fine in a situation. I think my husband wouldn't be fine in that situation, but I know I would be fine in that situation. So let's say they come to you because you're now a writer. Terry, mm. you're a writer. <laughs> and they say, Tara, we want to reach the moms and the women out there as a wrestling company. And we want to write a romantic storyline. So let's kind of, you know, spitball and let, let's play guest booker. Who do you, let, first, who do, you, who do you get? Who's in your romantic storyline? I may write a storyline involving Becky when she comes back. bringing Seth into it, not as the prophet, get him back to his normal senses and bring them together sort of as a family. Okay. Okay. But people already know they're together. So you're kind of like Becky's trying to get him to. She's what, what I would do. So she comes back. People know she had the baby. Not, I mean, it wasn't a storyline, but right. well, no, it was, it wasn't as much as like, you know, she announced it. Right. So, so it's part of a storyline. Now she's going to work to get him, like I said, to get him back off the ledge of this prophecy thing that he's doing with the vision. And so she is trying to fix her husband who she loves so much, but he's desperately, he's so broken as a man. And so she's doing what she can as a good wife to fix this broken man. I'm laughing because I'm like, "Eh, women always love a project. (laughs) But I know, I think that would sell. It would. Hey, I like it. (laughs) <laughs> you sold me. I'm like, that's a good idea. Hear that, Paul Heyman? That's it. Yes. Well, I, you know, I, here's another kiss of death, too, when it comes to, like, romance and relationships and stuff. Uh, and we saw this with Lana and Rusev. Don't announce anything on social media that the WWE doesn't want people to know. Yes. Like, they announced their engagement and things just went <laughs> for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how do you kind of navigate... How does a person navigate real life and wrestling life and fake life? And I think you just keep your mouth shut. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I mean, it's not hard to be private. You know, sometimes it like, I guess, I mean, it depends who the person is, but like they can, you know, keep their lives separately. Right. Like Charlotte and Andrade aren't publicly together in a storyline, although maybe they may write that in eventually, but, um, anymore because Andrade is gone. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Write Charlotte out. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, that, that is a good point. I mean, and she may, and like, maybe she was pregnant, but maybe she's not, and maybe yeah, she's COVID she or maybe she doesn't. Pregnant. Yeah. They told her she might've been pregnant. How's, how'd you like to get that from your work? You might be pregnant. And then they're like, whoops, my bad. No, you're not. <laughs> yeah. That, that whole story in itself, I thought was, insane because you know she took the blood test it was high and then she took it again and then it wasn't and so that must have been a real mind f for her so i I actually feel really bad 
and and there's a romance storyline that they didn't go with. Like everyone knows Charlotte and Andrade are together. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they, I've read places, like I don't really, I read the rumors. I don't know if I always believe them as true, but I mean, I, I feel like they, I read that they pitched the idea of being a couple mm-hmm. and they just said no. So it's funny how the WWE will come up with ideas uh, that they want to do. But if you come up with the ideas that are kind of the same thing, they're like, nah, we don't want to do that. <laughs> no, I know. I, I think that's really interesting because I think that they would have been able to play into that really well. Right. Like, like they're in that lovey-dovey phase right now. Right. So it's like, why wouldn't they be able to to play into that? So I don't know. It's interesting. Another one that right now that I think is kind of interesting is the Nia Jax and Reginald. That one's an interesting one. I'm kind of curious to see where that's going to go. Yeah, I have a uh, me and Nia Jax have this thing. She doesn't know it. But uh, like I want to like her. she won me over with the my whole thing. Like that kind of won me over. Like when you say my whole on national television, like you kind of won me over. But I guess because, and it's not her fault. There's just not a believability that in any way, shape or form, Lana could be any threat to Nia Jax or many of the women. Now, Shayna Baszler, yes, absolutely an actual fighter. I can suspend that disbelief. Sure. But some of the women that get in the ring with Nia Jax, and this isn't Nia's fault, but it's just like, I know they could not move that woman in real life. It's just not a thing that's going to happen. It's just, she's going to manhandle and kill them. Yes. And so I guess that, that part kind of gets me like, like when she was putting Lana through the table every week. Right. I found it humorous. <laughs> right. And you're like ticking off the box. You're like, okay, eight times, yeah. you know, like that's enough. I wanted it to go all the way to WrestleMania. I really did. <laughs> Just because I thought it could have, it could have, you know, I would have liked to have seen, I I feel like they sort of like, they brought Carmella back, dropped her like a bad habit. I don't know where Carmella go. Nobody has any idea what they should do then was bring Carmella back now with the Reginald thing with the Nia Jax, make a new storyline with Carmella and Nia Jax. I like your thinking. You should be a booker. Thank you. They don't call them bookers anymore. You should be a producer or whatever they're called, writers. I think about this kind of stuff. I, you know, it's funny. My Instagram feed, you know, like the Explorer page on on your Instagram, mine is all like parenting feeds. It's like parenting memes. And then it's like WWE news. Yeah. I mean, look who you're talking to. Yes, of course. Like, and I can't separate the two. And I'm like, but so I have the problem and you probably have this problem too. You like really want to talk about it and you have 660,000 people and they're, you're like, they don't give a shit. Like nobody. <laughs> Not one person of mine yeah. cares. So, I, we talk about it like at home. It's something we talk about. You know, I care my, my Google news feed, like on my phone, it like, it, <laughs> it's all like news, you know, cause like it obviously like, um, like the algorithm shows you like the stuff it thinks you're interested in. Right. And so funny enough, like my husband and I joke that like my, my feed is like wrestling, NASCAR, parenting stuff. It like, it thinks that I'm like, you know, a 50 year old man from the South, you know, like not a 40 year old woman from New Jersey. So that's something that surprises everybody. That's so funny. Um, Do you have any mom friends who like wrestling? I've never talked about it with anybody but you, Chris. What, what happens when you promote this episode? Then they're going to find out my secret. What do you think they'll say? <laughs> I don't know. Will you be thrown out of the mom groups? I don't know. It's, you know, 
It's actually a really good question. I don't know. Maybe people will come out of the woodwork and be like, yeah, Tara, we also love wrestling. I don't know. You know what it is? It's a way to bond with my family, right? Like we watch Friday Night Smackdown together. Um, Raw, we try to watch, but it's late for my son, you know, to stay up and stuff like that. NXT, we try to watch it, you know, catch as catch can. Every pay-per-view we watch, we just watched Fastlane. WrestleMania is coming up next, not this weekend, but the weekend after. And so like, yeah, we're like, we're like in it. You know, when I was a kid, I'm living the dream for seven and eight year old Tara, because I always wanted to get like a pay-per-view event. And my dad was like, no, never. I'm never spending money for a pay-per-view event. And like, now we have it. Like it was on WWE network. Now we have Peacock. And so like, yeah, we're in it. I'm living, I'm living my seven-year-old's dream. So uh, you're of the same age as me. And you just mentioned something that people of a younger age have no idea about. Uh, So we would have a pay-per-view on a Sunday and you had to wait until the following Saturday to find out who won. Yeah. Because there was nothing, there's no internet. They never put it in newspapers. So it was over unless you knew somebody that had the pay-per-view, like you didn't know and you had to wait and Saturday at 12 o'clock or 11 when it was on and you yep. waited for that thing to come on just to see who the champion was or whatever. You're like, oh my God. Yeah, absolutely. You had to wait all week. And then that whole episode more or less would be a recap of what WrestleMania was. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I don't feel so bad that I missed it because now I just heard everything about it. Yeah. And then they recap it for like four straight weeks and you're like, okay, yeah. all right, we get it. Like Hulk Hogan. You're like, okay, I get it. Right. Macho man. Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. with you. Okay. Cool. Hogan must pose. We get it. <laughs> like, <even laughs> um, Exactly. I was just going to ask you something else about yeah. the mom club thing. And I can't remember. I may be kicked out now. So I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll Maybe you have see mom- oh, goes. that's what it was. Do you get into all the like E shows? No. The Bella- I don't watch any of that. None of that? Okay. No. Like I... I am more like a 50 year old man. I just said that. Right. So, um, what do, what do I watch when I'm by myself? Uh, world war two documentaries, uh, wrestling, um, the crown peaky blinders, that kind of stuff. So I do not watch the typical 40 year old women TV shows. That's amazing. There's nothing wrong with them. It's just, it's just not who I am. And it's just not, you know, what I watch, like when I'm in my own free time, like I know that they exist and I know that people watch them. I, I just don't. So I saw a meme the other day that you could probably relate to pretty well. Uh, except it was for men. It said after a man turns 40, he either gets really into world war two or smoking meats. <laughs> that is totally true. <laughs> so I'm guessing you're world war, world war two. I'm a big history buff. So yeah, world war two all yeah. the way. Yeah. But I, one of my friends, like, He's like, I feel attacked because he's both. <laughs> I like both these things. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, I don't like smoking meats. But my my one friend, Alan, he is a meat smoker and he swears by it. And my dad has a meat smoker. He also swears by it. Mm. So, yeah. So has your son asked to go to any events yet? Oh, my God. Yeah, we went. So I told okay. you in the beginning, when we started two years ago, we jumped right in, like head over heels, jumped right in. We went to, this is a true story. We went to two WWE events, like within 30 days of each other. We went to, I can tell you exactly what it was. We went to one, it was December of 2019. It was around Christmas. It was at uh, MSG, Madison Square Garden. 
And then we went to one, actually, no, the MSG one was, it wasn't MSG. It was um, December of 2019 was at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. And then we went in, it was either January or February of 2020 before the pandemic hit. And that was at MSG. So we literally saw like two things like back to back. And then we also had tickets for one that was supposed to be in mm, March of 2020. But needless to say, that got canceled and they gave us our money back. So So we were we were supposed to see like three things in three months. What was your son's first reaction to his first show? He was so excited. And my son is a little shy. And so I wasn't really sure how he was going to act or like what to expect. He was like clapping and cheering and going crazy. And he was like, new day rocks, new day rocks. He was so into it. I was so excited because I was a little worried that he might be like shy and kind of like tuck in. And like, it wasn't like that at all. He was like, so in it. And that was, that was a great show. Like I said, it was a Christmas show and um, it was at Barclays and like, it was just awesome. And then when we went to MSG, this was a cool one. We had friends who had a box. And so we were like up in the box and like, we had great seats and, and we just like, it was Charlotte and Becky in a steel cage match, which was insane. It was so good. And so uh, they were just like rolling around and like pinning each other, like one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. And uh, it was awesome. It was really, really good experience. I think one of the things that attracts kids, I mean, I, I, I don't even know why I got into wrestling. Like I, I know I liked watching it on TV and I know I liked the storylines and stuff, but I think now with kids, it's one of the few things where, okay, these are your heroes that you see on TV. And then the next thing you know, they're right in front of you in flesh and blood and you can kind of reach out and touch them. Now, if you like Marvel, Iron Man's not walking into a, like into the, into MSG. And if he is, you know, it's not the real Iron Man. Right. And like Paw Patrol, you know, they're not like a real cartoon. You kind of, there's the, the disconnect, but the Miz on TV is the Miz in real life and the new day or the new day. And there's that, kind of a kid can see something on TV and then see it in real life and go, that's the exact same thing I saw on TV. That's such a good point, Chris. I never thought of that. And I never actually like made that connection, but you're a hundred percent right. Like when we did those zoom calls with the Miz and, and with Jay Uso, my son's mind was blown. I should actually send those to you at some point. Yeah. Oh my God. It, it was so cute because Jay Uso was like, Hey, you know, like, like what up boost. And my son was like, what up with you, Oos? <laughs> <laughs> it was so cute. I could like, I just wanted to like grab him and hug him. It was so cute. What up with you, Oos? <laughs> and uh, and yeah, it, it was great. And like there they were, like just as you and I are talking, they were talking, and so it was it was awesome. And and you're right, like those are the characters. They are there in real life. Yeah, you know what? I didn't ask you. What was your first live event? That the, those ones, I know, ne- like I never got to go as a kid. Like I said, I didn't have money. My dad wasn't going to spend money to go see paper. Not even like in your teens, your twenties, you didn't go or anything. Or no, my husband went in his late teens. I think he was like seventeen or eighteen. He went with his dad and his little brother Anthony. Um, 
And no, no, I didn't. So my first event was that one, like I said, in December, 2019. And like, I was going bananas. We caught, we were only like five rows from the ring and we caught one of the new day's pancakes. I was so excited. I was like, get out of my way. (laughs) I was like, yes. (laughs) The new day are a gateway drug. That's how my kids got into it. Like they saw me watching something one day and they're like, who are those guys? They're funny. They're the best. They started started watching it and that kind of like got them into it. I love, love, love New Day. Yeah, there's always a gateway, like something that gets the kids into it. Yours was a woman in a sequined dress who was subservient to a... (laughs) Yeah, that too. Also, Hulk Hogan, who told me to eat my vitamins Mm. and say my prayers. You didn't have... I always ask everybody this question of this age because I feel like I'm the only person who had it. Did you have the Hulk Hogan workout set? I didn't, but my husband Sam did. Nice! Sam did. He had the the thing. Yeah. And we had like yeah. the blue weights and the yes. poster and the, oh my God. I yes, wish- he did. He had the, he had the poster in his room. We actually talk about that pretty often. I wish I would have kept that stuff. I, I'm, I'm notoriously bad with throwing stuff away. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> and you know what? It's not like I get better. I do it now too. But now I feel like my stuff is really useless, but I wish I would have kept the stuff that I had from years past. What's your most, uh, do you have a most treasured wrestling possession? Well, unfortunately, I had to throw away that pancake from the new day because, like, how long are you going to keep a pancake? I'm surprised your son didn't ask to eat it. Yeah, no, he he tried to, and I was like, no! (laughs) I I grabbed it from him before he put it in his mouth. Um, So, no, luckily he didn't eat that. Um, I have a new day shirt. It's like a pink new day shirt, and I love that shirt. And so every time that we're on Thunderdome, which, yeah, we've been on Thunderdome, like, 50 times now. Um, I always wear my New Day shirt. What are the rules of Thunderdome? Uh, <laughs> behave. So the, the rules of, of Thunderdome are like this. They like when you wear a, yeah, a wrestling shirt. They ask you. So there's a producer talking. Have you been on? You've been on. You haven't? That's why I'm asking. Oh, I thought you were just asking me to ask because like you're an interviewer. I want to know. Okay. I thought what's okay. Thunderdome like? I've never been. Okay. No, no, no. I'll tell you. So um, you listen to the producer and they tell you when to cheer, when to boo, when to say yay, when to say whatever. And so they want, you know, the more enthusiasm, the better. And they, then like you're essentially rewarded for acting like that. And like, then they put you up closer, you know, in, in better and better spots. And so, um, so, you know, sometimes like my head hurts from being like, <sighs> like the whole time, but, um, but yeah, we, we've been on Thunderdome. I can't even count how many times. And I get the emails, another trick for all the people who are listening right now. So once you sign up to receive the emails from Thunderdome, they almost always send them out at noon. So always check your email around noon um, on, you know, the day before that they send it. So I'm trying to think of what days, you know, there would have been a time a couple of months ago that I would have known exactly what day. But I think maybe for SmackDown, they might send the email out like Monday at noon or Tuesday at noon. I, I get all three of them. I, that's why I get confused. I get the NXT one. I get the, the Raw one. I get the SmackDown one. I get the one for the pay-per-views. Once you're in the email list, they just keep sending it to you. What was the original screening process like? Um, so the reason why I'm saying about noon on whatever specific day that is, is like you have to like immediately answer that email. So if you complete the information, you give them your name, your email address, and then you receive an email that says, 
um, you are now registered, you'll receive an email confirmation or something. So then you receive an email confirmation and it'll tell you which time to sign up. So it might be seven o'clock, it might be eight, it might be 8.15, 9.30, whatever. And so you have to go at exactly that time. And this is the thing that's a little tricky sometimes too. If you're like a minute late or a minute early or whatever it is, like you're not going to get in. And so I've made the mistake many times of telling my husband, like I'm telling my son, like, oh, we're going to do SmackDown tonight. And then like, I try to log on and then like, we don't have access. Like we're like, we're not permitted in. And like, that's a huge letdown for him. So Anytime that like I've really gotten it, I like like look at my my time on my computer and I'm like, and log in. And then that usually works. And so when you know that it works, so if it doesn't work, it just says this session is full. That's it. But if it does work, then you start to hear like background music. And then like you know that you've like been let in. And so you hear background music and then you hear the producer and then the producer sort of walks you through it. It's always the same guy. It's always like the same, like I said, we've been doing this now for a while and it's always the same guy like telling you the rules and you know, you can't eat, you can't drink, you can't smoke, you can't vape. You should have a WWE shirt on, no masks, no signs, nothing political, you know. Are you watching the same feed that we're watching at home? It's actually a few minutes early. So like what I'm seeing is happening sooner than what is actually showing on the show. So I watch both. Oh, I always do because you want to make sure you want to watch to see if you're on TV. Right. So there is a delay. Um, but then also like from an audio perspective, like they want you to be listening to the, the zoom show. So I, turn my TV low so that I'm able to like the audio low so that I'm able to, you know, listen to the computer, but, on the but zoom- it's a fun experience. You should try it. Can, can you hear the commentators? Yes, okay. you do. You are watching the show. It's just on a delay, you know, like you're seeing it sooner than what is showing on, on TV. And then it goes to commercial. Right. And then during commercial, the producer is like, all right, great job, guys. Keep up that energy. We want to see that same energy when we're coming back from commercial break. Mm-hmm. And um, then during the commercials, they'll show packages, different things. You know, it might be like a package for WrestleMania or whatever it happens to be. And then he'll be like, all right, we're, you know, 10 seconds coming in. Keep that energy up. All right. Clapping, clapping, clapping. We're clapping, clapping, clapping. All right. Now we're back on. Did any part of you consider going to WrestleMania? Absolutely not. <laughs> I hardly leave my house. So like, I'm not going to go fly down to Tampa Bay. Why, why would you? You're on Thunderdome every other week. I mean, why would you want to leave your house? <laughs> exactly. I don't want to leave my house. We've actually stopped um, doing Thunderdome lately because one, my son gets bored of like sitting there watching it because he likes to like fight while he's watching it right it's hard for him to like sit still while he's watching it so like he's like flipping off the couch and then like i'm on thunderdome by myself being like hi no no i'm just kidding i'm all like yeah i go crazy and um so it's been um a couple months since we've done it but we've done it several times uh when things go back to normal will you go back how long will it take you to go back it's a good question. I, 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 I can't wait for life to be normal. You know, I can't wait for things to like settle down and I want to get vaccinated. I'm not vaccinated yet. Right. So like, there's a lot of things that I in a perfect world would want to happen. Um, but once they start offering it, maybe not this year, you know, maybe 2022, we'll see. Are you surprised that they haven't done a COVID storyline in the WWE yet? Yeah. You know, I hadn't thought about that. 
maybe it hits too close to home and that's why they don't want to do it. I don't know. Well, okay. Hmm. Let's, let's talk about that for a minute. Uh, yes, there was tragedy and lives lost that never stopped the WWE before. Hmm. And this is the same company that launched retribution right when people were rioting. Yeah. So it's not like they kind of don't play to the headlines. Sometimes they're a little late on it. So maybe they felt like it was too much. It would have been too much of a backlash. But you can't say that Retribution wasn't like what was going on in the world. No, it wasn't. And I think that really added to the suspense of what was going on. You know, you're like, your TV's going crazy and the lights are flickering. And you're like, oh my God, what is this? What's happening? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. That, that actually does make sense. You weren't sure if it was the purge or what was going on. But that's interesting. You know, I never really thought about a COVID storyline. I guess, like I said, I think it might hit too close to home, but I don't know. Possibly. So they're pretty good at bringing those storylines to the WWE, but they're not good at bringing romance storylines to the WWE. And I just realized maybe why. Do you think it's because some of the writers and the people deep within the WWE have never actually dated? <gasps> that's it. Chris, you got it. That's yeah. the reason. That's, that's why. That's they're what it is. Fans, they're wrestling fans, and they don't date much. And so they don't know how actual story goes. So they feel like I it's funny, I make fun of wrestling fans, and I'm a wrestling fan. Like I am clumped into that same category. <laughs> I am a very unlikely wrestling fan, but yes, I understand too. <laughs> okay, so let's do this one. Uh you can have any piece of wrestling memorabilia. What would you want? Past, present. That is a really, really hard question. Um, I kind of like, I, I could think of two. One, Andre the Giant's singlet. Classic. Ooh. I'd wash it. I'd well, wash okay, it. Okay, <laughs> I'd, I'd wash it and then I'd like put it in like a frame and like hang it on the wall. Okay. So there's that. Okay. And then I kind of like Sasha Banks's uh, legit boss rings. Oh, that's a good one. I like those. My, my daughter would have to fight you for that. Oh, does she like her? Love Sasha Banks. She can do the dance and everything. She can like my son does the dance, and he gets mad that I can't do the dance, and he's like, yeah. "Mom, you don't do it right." And I was like, "No, I'm doing it." He's like, "You're not doing it." She knows everything. She knows the dips. She knows everything. Yeah. She, like, my son song. does too. Oh, she loves. It. I always have the song in my head. My my son is always like, "Alexa, play." Well, that's the other thing. My son and Alexa, very close. They're best <laughs> friends. All day, and I'm not exaggerating when I tell you this. If he's not listening to EDM, my son loves EDM music. When we're not listening to EDM music, we are exclusively listening to WWE soundtracks. So it's like Sasha Banks, Randy Orton, um, Alistair Black. The harder, the better. Like he wow. he can tell you the names of like every like title song, whatever you want to like call them, like their their music. Always, we listen to it all the time. Well, I, I have voices in my head all the time. Is in my head they called him. Do you know he really didn't like that song? Oh, really? That's interesting. That's that's I read. I actually wrote an article about it. How originally he? I don't even know if he likes it now, but originally he didn't like that song. Oh, that's interesting. Well, my son loves it, and we listen to it all the time. It's a great song. Yeah. Um, oh, so what you have to listen to next is so our next episode after this week, if Steph comes back. Yes, Steph. I know you're listening to this editing, and I know you're feeling sick, but I'm just. Hey, Steph. If you're sick, I'm available next week. <laughs> yeah. uh, there you go. Oh, we have a stand-in now. Uh, 
Uh, we are going to listen to, we're going to have a guest on, and we're going to listen to, Steph has never heard the Piledriver album. Oh. Remember the Piledriver album? No. Okay, so uh, it came out after the wrestling album, and the theme song is Piledriver by Coco Beware. And oh, were, yes. Yeah, remember I the, loved Coco they Beware. They were on the construction site. And they were like ogling the girls. So there's yes. a whole. There was a video. Was there a video that went with that? Yeah, so we're make I remember. Power driver. There's also girls in cars. I remember the video. Strike force. Girls in cars. Girls in cars. There was a lot of videos off of that. So we're going to make her watch those videos because Amazing. she's a singer. And so uh, your son will hate all of those songs. Yeah. Oh, totally. He <laughs> hates he hates classic rock. Like, I mean, not that I'm calling that classic rock. We try to introduce him to all kinds of music. Th- these are two of his like gems. True story. I'm not making this up. Um, he said, Hall and Oates is what you listen to when you hit rock bottom in life. One. How old is your son? Uh, he was seven at the time. Oh, well, then I'm at rock bottom because I love Hall and Oates. <laughs> I'll tell him that. Yeah. And two, this is going to piss a lot of people off, but again, I didn't, I'm just telling you what he says. Seven-year-old son. Seven-year-old kid. Uh, Two, he said, if Poop could sing, it would sound like Billy Joel. Oh my God. And so that's, you know, he's entitled to his own opinion. I put on the classic rock stations, you know, I put on all the music so that he could be introduced to Every type of music. We listen to classical. We listen to classic rock. We listen to rap. We listen to EDM. We listen to pop music. We listen to everything. But those are two of the gems that he shared with us. Has he like, so there's no classic rock songs that he even remotely. Um, he likes Led Zeppelin sometimes. He likes like the Immigrant Song or Cashmere and stuff like that. So he likes hard. He likes hard and heavy music. Stuff, stuff that would be in Marvel movies. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, he likes hard and heavy. He'll listen to Slayer. He'll <laughs> he'll listen to whatever you know the hardest. I mean, hard, hard stuff. Yeah, he he likes like and, and same thing with EDM. He not likes little, it hard and death metal guy. Yeah, who knew? He's he's seven years old. I mean, but but mostly he listened to EDM and WWE. That's so funny. And the WWE theme songs are probably much better than what we had. Oh my god! Yeah. Even compare that, Chris. Uh, well, I mean, but some of the songs we had were iconic. <laughs> like, you can't tell me, like, you don't, I don't care where you are, I don't care what you're doing, and I don't care what your beliefs are in him. But if Hulk Hogan's theme song comes on, uh, you're really, you're going crazy. 100%. 100%. Like, you're at the bar and they started playing dun, 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 I'm trying to think of any other songs that kind of. Um, but you're right about the Coco Beware. I, I remember him like coming out and you know with the, with the bird and everything like that. You know, <laughs> real quick before we like yeah. kind of wrap all this up, let's yeah. talk about the the romance guys. Like, let's talk about the guys that they try to make into like the heartthrobs and the like. There was like Angel Garza for a little while was giving people roses. Yeah, like, and the. The terrible thing about that, that went nowhere, right? You're bringing in these girls. I guess they're from The Bachelor. I don't know. I don't watch that show. But, like, you're bringing in these girls, presumably that people know from other other shows and stuff like that, giving them roses. To what end? Mm. You know, like, he was a heartthrob. But, like, he wasn't, like, he never actually, like, 
made the jump, you know what yeah. I mean? Like to do like whatever next level heartthrob thing he was going to do. Yeah. So I don't know. I, th- I thought that was interesting. I thought that was going to go somewhere and ultimately it didn't end up going anywhere. The last thing I remember was the one where Tori Wilson told him that um, Cardi B was like down the hall. It was like Raw Reunion, I think. And he went down the hall and I forget who's there, the boogeyman maybe? Mm-hmm. That's the yep. last thing I remember. And he got scared and he ran off and yeah. then like left her by herself. Yeah, and I don't right? remember. And then that was it. Yeah. That's how they killed that plot line. That's how that ended right there. That was it. Like no more romantic Angel Garza. Like he's a chicken mm-hmm. and he ran away and that was it. And you know who else? A guy I love who always gets stuck in these romance angles, uh, Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> I feel like he's been in so many romance angles. He's been in so many of everything. Like, think about it. Like, he's been around so long. He's just, he's done everything. Dolph's like, yeah. okay, I'm game. What, what do you guys got for me today? All right. Yeah. And he still, he comes out ending up okay. I mean, yeah. he never gets kind of, that's one of those guys you kind of hope eventually gets to the top. Yes. I've always liked him. I don't know if they'll ever write him like that. Have you had him on the show yet? You should have him I on the wish. show. It's so hard. Um, getting WWE people is like impossible. Like unless you're like one of the top like yeah. websites or, or shows. But uh, he's like a comedian. Go reach out to him as like a they comedian. Can't beyond, they can't go beyond their PR people. Mm. They just squash it. Like they, they, they'd rather not get into it. They probably also get like a thousand requests a day. Yeah. The only time I get him, so like I got Ray Mysterio because yeah, they, I saw that. How'd you do pushing, that? They were pushing the beer that was on his, the official beer of SummerSlam that's coming yeah. was on his. So he was doing us. He was doing press and was doing like fifteen minute uh, junket. So I only had him for like fifteen minutes. So like you have Ray Mysterio, he's had this thirty year career. You can only have him for fifteen minutes. I mean, <laughs> so you like, could literally talk to him for thirty years. So I'm like Ray. I'm as tall as you. We're the same height. Isn't that great? I felt like, like, I bring this up all the time. Like, I felt like the Chris Farley show. I'm like, remember that time you did that flip? <laughs> that was great. Ray, I love you. <laughs> I would have done the same thing. Here's the best part. <laughs> I, I'm, of the- I'm like crying. I can't even make me laugh so hard. Here's the best part of the Ray interview. Yeah. Uh, I did the Ray interview. And I feel like I might have mentioned it to my kids or I didn't or whatever. But sometimes they're here when I'm editing. And I remember I'm editing. So when you you can see my computer behind me, mm-hmm. I'm doing editing, like to walk into the next room. My kids are walking by. So my daughter is like walking by and she always looks at my screen, whatever I'm doing. She's like walking by and she's like, is that Ray Mysterio? Are you talking to Ray Mysterio? And I was like, yeah, I told you I was going to interview him. She's like, I didn't know you were going to talk to him. I'm like, well, what interview me? She's like, <laughs> play it, play it. And so we're like watching the interview and they're like, Right then, I'm like the coolest dad in the world. I'm talking. Oh my god! Of course, to Ray Mysterio. That's then, huge. Yeah, it was huge. And then right after that, they stopped listening to everything goddamn thing I said. <laughs> Just went right back to. I'm not going <laughs> to listen to my dad anymore. They're like, so where's my tablet? <laughs> yeah, and they're like, if you can, you get the new day on. Can we talk to the new day? Oh and I'm like, I would die. Why? It's not going to happen. But if you want, I was like, can you imagine that? Like, if I let my kids ask the new day questions. <laughs> Uh, they'd probably roll with it. Like, uh, they'd oh, probably yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they, they totally would. Not too long ago, this was actually like before Biggie went on his run for like the Intercontinental Champion, stuff like that. It, this was actually like right around the time the New Day broke up recently. Um, or I should say that they split them up. Um, I had reached out to Biggie on, on Instagram and I was like, oh, hey, like I'm a big fan. And I was like, oh, maybe he'll answer. And I was like, he didn't answer. 
He's like, I'm not going to answer this bitch. Who's they she? Get so many, think about it. They get so many DMs a day. I know. I know. So many. I know. We So uh, I have a person that hooks up these interviews for me. Like you and I hooked up the interview. Sure. Because we know each other. Right. But when I go through like other channels, like I have a PR person who does it for me. Mm-hmm. She's like, you have no idea how many wrestlers we, at, we reach out to. And they go, what do you want to talk about? What do you want to talk to me for? Oh. I'm like, you're a goddamn professional wrestler. You're a wrestler yeah. from a wrestling podcast. What do you think yeah. I want to talk to you? What do you think I want to talk to you about? Everything. People are thrown off because it's called not about wrestling. Because it's because oh. it's, it's not always about wrestling. Like right. we've talked about wrestling, but we've talked huh. about other things here. So it's yeah. not always about wrestling. But when you have yeah. these guys on, it's like, what do you want to talk about? And oh. she's like, wrestling? <laughs> I don't know. Like what you do for a living? Yeah. But some guys get so past it that they don't want to do it anymore. But the DM thing, don't feel bad. Do you ever get this? I know, I know. Oh, this is kind of off topic, but I, I, I feel like it would be even harder with you because you have so many followers. Do you ever answer some of your DMs and people are like, oh my God, I didn't think you'd answer. That actually happened. It doesn't happen often. Only recently has it been happening more often. And someone actually did that to me today. They're like, you probably will never see this. And I was like, of course I'll see this. <laughs> I, I, I think it's because when when famous people get, like they probably get a thousand a day and they're all sure. yeah. crap. But yeah. with us, like, so if you're a WWE or AEW star or something like that, you basically can't answer 99% of those DMs because it's going to be like somebody wanting something or a request that you can't even do anyway. But right. for people like us, like there's sponsors that want to be in there. There sure. are people that want to. So we actually have to go through all of that stuff to yes. like, you know, live. Yeah. To make our business. Keep the lights on. To get a book deal. You're in yeah. Boston Noble now. Excuse me. <laughs> well, we'll see about that. No, I'm just kidding. But yes. <laughs> But no, you're right. There are reasons why we do have to go through our DMs. Yeah. And they probably never do. Like it was one, I don't remember who it was. I always use this example and I wish I could remember who it was. It was a soccer player who, this was like in the early days of Instagram stories or videos. Uh, They turned their notifications on just for a minute. And the minute they turned the notifications on, their phone went and like all these things. So, you know, when you get a notification, yeah. it pops up on your home screen. Yes. His home screen just went like just, it was <laughs> thousands and thousands of, and oh then he like God. turned it off. Like I, he did not even have it on a minute and he just got a thousand. Of That's them. crazy. So that, that's sure insane. That, so like a wrestler is probably just like, I'm not even going to turn my DM. Yeah, that, that that's true. Because I mean, I feel like not all of them, even are like managing their own accounts. Like it might be their management team or their PR team or something like that. You know who has, I don't know. You probably know this because like, I feel like you know everything about wrestling. But did you know that Cesaro has his own coffee Instagram account? Yes. You knew that. I knew you would know that. Yeah. And so a guy like that, you'd want to reach out to. And I don't know the specifics of that. So the whole WWE, like what you can do outside of the WWE confuses me because it feels like there's special rules for special people. Yeah. Some people can't have Twitch, but Charlotte can sign with a management team to go after other deals and Cesaro can have coffee, but this guy can't. So it's this weird thing. So you'd want to help him or talk to him about promoting the coffee, Mm -hmm. but you have to go through WWE channels. That's not even WWE related. Like how does, you know, is it because he's using the name Cesaro on that? But I don't think it is Cesaro. I'd have to go look on, on Instagram. I don't think it is. I, I don't think it is. I want you, Chris, to have your PR people reach out to Cesaro about the coffee thing. I will. That's what I do. I mean, my time. 
<laughs> Sorry, Steph. You're gonna. You may or may yeah. not have to edit this out. Uh, Steph, take notes. Uh, uh, Steph, grab out. a post-it. You know, post-its. You know, post-it notes. Grab a post-it. I'm I'm familiar with them. If you can see them behind my back in the corner, <laughs> uh, Steph, uh, you're the king. D- does post-it like just send you? They don't packages give of stuff? a shit about what I'm doing. I've done 750 of these. One time, a PR company who worked with post-its sent me like 10 packs. But Post-It and 3M does not care. Do you know why they don't care? Yeah. Everyone's going to buy Post-Its. So yeah. they don't need to advertise. No one's yes. not, they've cornered the market. There's like no other companies that make Post-Its. There might be <laughs> right. some, but they're like, like I at one time I got so mad at Post-Its that I wanted to find the second best Post-Its and be like, yo, you and me, let's do this. Let's bring 3M down. Let's yeah. go. And it it's like, crap. Like, Anything else is crap. Yeah, they don't need me to push more posts. No one's looking at my account and going, oh my God, they make notes that stick on things. Oh, I should probably get one of those. Those look super handy. Like, yeah, they don't care about me. It's so not like, going to make or break the 3M company. No, I'm not going to move their bottom line at all. No, but I am going to write down Cesaro Coffee. See, I'm chock full of questions. I'm I'm chock full of answers. I really, you're right. I should my second career should be WWE story producer. There you go. Yeah, DM. Here's what you want to do. I want you to DM Becky Lynch, and I want <laughs> you to say I have got the storyline for you. This is Her- it, Becky. You You're have up. to fix your broken man. Yeah, listen. I thought, and true story, when they they kept hyping him up when he made his return a couple weeks ago, right? And I was like, this is it. This is it. They're going to fix him. I hate this storyline. They're going to squash this storyline. They're going to move forward. It's a new year. It's a new Seth. They brought him back. It's the same crap. Yeah. Nobody cares about that. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Do you care about this? I don't care about Seth, but we need to talk about one romance angle that we did not talk about. Yeah. Can we talk about uh, Rey Mysterio's 19-year-old daughter? Yeah, how did we miss that? <laughs> Perfect segue from like, Seth. Like, who went, oh my God, that's a brilliant idea. Let's get this under, not underage, but let's get this lower than normal aged girl and have yes. her with a WWE superstar who's well above, who's 20 years her senior yeah. and make it seem like they're dating. Yeah. They, they thankfully dropped that storyline. Yeah. They did. Thank God. But I I don't know what story producer was like, you know what? Let's pitch this one. I think this is a good idea because we need to see more of the Mysterio family. Guess what? We don't. I don't need to see any more of their Gucci Louis Vuitton shirts or anything like that. We don't need to see the whole family. It's okay. Now, if Murphy kind of like went after Ray's wife, like that kind of makes sense. That makes sense. They're in their 40s, right? Ish, 40s ish. And so like, yeah, that makes sense. But not the daughter. No, yeah. why her? She's not even doing anything. It the doesn't 19 year old daughter. No. And the 39 year old Buddy Murphy. No. no. I feel bad for Buddy Murphy because, you know, he's in great shape. He's a talented wrestler. He just can't quite find the right fit, you know, for him. WWE hoards people. Mm-hmm. They just hang on to people. They know they might use them. They might do something with them. They don't know what they're going to do with them. Well, if something opens back up, they can afford to pay them. And Mm -hmm. they kind of just sit on the sideline and they don't get paid until they either come up with an idea for them or then they finally let them go. Right. No, that makes sense. I mean, that sort of segues me to Alistair Black because there was a while where Buddy Murphy and Alistair Black sort of, they were feuding too. I love Alistair Black. Alistair Black could be one of the top superstars in the WWE. I do not understand why they sideline him. Because his wife 
put up a stink and then they let her go and <laughs> like that, that never that, worked that goes out. back to real life storylines though right it's yeah. like because when you think about it, the WWE is still a work environment it's yeah. it's an office just like anywhere else and there's office politics and there's mm-hmm. people in the office and it just all goes on except part of the office is on TV and we see characters of it but right. there's still office and I'm uh, you know I I'm not going to say that he's purposely getting you know, kind of pushed or, or squashed because of mm-hmm. Selena, but like, I can't help. Yeah, when, I'm sure it didn't help, but I, I love him. I adore him. I think he is incredibly talented. He has the right look. He has like the whole, the whole package. And it's just like, he's just sitting there yeah. on the shelf. So. And then you can't even do anything about it because when you get the example of like a Zack Ryder who goes and makes himself into something on the mm-hmm. internet, they don't know what to do with it when it gets there and then they just kind of let it go and yeah. And then that's that. So yeah. I don't want to end on a down note. Let's talk about your no. book. When is your book? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know I get so sad about the Alistair black thing. I really like, you know, like everyone always has like one wrestler who like, they really love, like that's like who like they're really rooting for. Like who's the one Chris that like you really root for. See, now it's everybody that I've interviewed, but a lot of them don't even wrestle. Like, most of the guys that I've talked to are in AEW, mm-hmm. and they've been really good people, good guys, like, as I talk to them off the air. So I, I kind of genuinely root for them. But if there's, like, if there's one guy, I, you mentioned Cesaro. He's the one guy that I look at and been like, this guy probably could have been a star. I mean, they're all stars. Let's. No, let's no, of course, of course. No, I, of course. Yeah, yeah, people say they could have been a star. Like they're still No, they are. They are. They're working every week. You yeah. know, they they've had titles, you know, they've had yeah. real runs. So yes, you're you're right. So but like Yeah, he's the one he's one of the guys that I look at and go, I'm um, because the guy's just like s- stupidly strong. Mm-hmm. Uh I genuinely like Biggie. I heard a story about Biggie uh that involved it was after Brody Lee passed away. And I was just kind of like that sounds like the most stand-up dude in the world. So guys like that, I kind of genuinely root for. Um, but other than that, like everybody's just doing a job and I I genuinely root for, unless I've heard that a person is a complete jackass, I pretty much root for everybody. Yeah, I, I do too. I do too. Like I said, I just feel bad about the Aleister Black thing because I just thought he was really cool. But I do. I, 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 I love the WWE. I love it through and through. Like I said, people would be so shocked to hear that about me because my account is not like that. You know, I'm on podcasts pretty often um, talking about parenting stuff. So this is like the one that uh, it's not about parenting and I could talk about this kind of stuff all day. Well, we're definitely going to have you on again. We're going to do, we're trying to figure out watch alongs. We don't know what's going on with the WWE network now. Mm. And we don't want to uh, try to watch something that then won't be available. Cause is the network gone for you yet? Yes. So we tried to watch it when Fast Lane was on and it told us to go to Peacock. And same, like, coincidentally, that day I signed up for Peacock knowing that the transition would happen. I did not think the transa- transition was going to happen like that. Mm-hmm. It yeah. happened even sooner than I thought. Yeah, I um, I think I still get the network, but you can only watch old stuff. You can't watch any new stuff. Oh, the interesting. New stuff. But like, like you yeah. get pay-per-views aren't on there and things like that. Right. So, so maybe that's what it was. So may, maybe I can go watch the old stuff, but I was specifically trying to watch Fastlane and it was like, no Fastlane, go to Peacock. Actually. So now I don't even know because now it's April and yes. as of March, it was fine. 
actually from what the email that I had received back from WWE network, like in the early part of March, I think they said like that they're stopping. I think it was like stopping payment, you know, like the billing cycle on March 31st and it's going to go away April one. So maybe you could go at when we get off the phone, phone, whatever podcast, <laughs> when we get off um, get the rotary dial, when I hang up, right up you, hear, you hear a that. dial tone. <laughs> Exactly. When you hear me say, what up, Bruce? <laughs> what up, Bruce? Um, it was so cute. God, I really, I have to send you that video yeah, because it's it. it's the best. Like, okay. we, my, as a family, we talk about it all the time because my husband always, like, jokes about it because it was just, like, the simply the cutest thing you've ever seen. The one that we did with The Miz was fine, but, like, the... I don't know. It, it just, like, it lacked, like, the the spark that the Jey Uso one had. Also, like, we're huge fans of Jey Uso, even though he's heel now. And, like, my son loves Roman Reigns, even though he's heel. So he still roots for Roman even now. And so even if when we are when we were doing, like, the Thunderdome, the producer is telling you, like, boo for Roman. And my son's like, Roman, go Roman. And I'm like, you were not supposed to say that. Bastards. They're ruining a poor kid's experience. Yeah, he he doesn't care. He's he's good about rooting for whatever whoever he wants to root for. So yeah, we still root for Roman Reigns. I don't. He does. Yeah, I I root for him uh, personally, but not character wise. Yes. Like yeah. the guy the guy got put through kind of crap for five years. <laughs> I mean, yes, he was fine, but like you know, kind of they kind of pushed him down down everyone's throat so that no one liked him. <laughs> <laughs> right. And which, came out all right. <laughs> which, yeah, where he is right now. So <laughs> uh, it's so a good point. Tell everybody where they can find you online. Yeah. So uh, you could find me on Instagram at Modern Mom Probs. Uh, also, of my website is the same thing, modernmomprobs.com. I have a new book out called Modern Mom Probs, a survival guide to, for 21st century mothers, which is out April 20th. Um, it should be everywhere at that point. Right now it's on pre-sale on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, but after April 20th, you can see it at the store. And if you see me at the store, I'll be freaking out. That would be awesome. I'm going to come see you at a store. <laughs> um, I'll come drive down by you and, and we'll meet up at a, at a Target and I will just literally freak out. Yeah. You know, somebody asked me the other day, they're like, you have Target, right? I was like, do we have Target? Yeah. Where do you think I live? Of course we have Target. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. She's from Minnesota. Oh, well, I mean, we didn't have Target like years ago, if that's what they mean. Because like, I know Target was originally a Midwestern store that sort of like migrated. But like, I mean, in the last like 15 years, yes. My Target's been around for a while. Yeah. Has it? And then one last request. Would you ever do a wrestling parenting meme on your page? How do you think it would do? I have done a long time ago. I This was like, I mean, literally four years ago, five years ago. I did a meme where I think it was like Hulk Hogan, you know, as, as the image. And it was something about like getting the kids, the father getting the kids riled up before bed. Yeah. I do remember that one. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it was like super old, but like, yeah, that was, that was a long time, but I, I could bring it back at some point if you'd like. You <laughs> yeah. Well, but I, yeah, I haven't had any, any new ones, but, but that's a good point. Yeah. I, I think people would be really shocked to know that I like wrestling. I got one I'll send to you. You can try. Okay. All right, Tara, I will. Thanks for talking. Thank you so much, Chris. It really was a pleasure to be here.